Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latroy. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. Hour number two of the show. We uh, we had Shane McElrath, AJ Catanzaro, who both did very well at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm, and uh, Tristan Hart, who's an Enduro Cross Race. We had all those three on an hour number one. Hour number two, now we're going to have Cameron Bobier on, who uh, just finished up the the uh, Superbike title very, very strongly. It's, it's a big year for him. So Cam's going to be on. Also, Josh Strang's coming up who uh, just won a title, and we is uh, in still racing the GNCC, has one race left this weekend in Crawfordsville, Indiana, and I don't know if he's going to announce who he's racing for next year, but I know who it is. I don't know if it's uh, public yet, but we will find we'll out. We'll ask him. So, yeah, we will uh, put him on the spot. So uh, uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate everybody tuning in each and every week. 15 years we've been on air, and we haven't gotten any better at it. But oh, uh, we're, we're struggling right along, though. <laughs> struggling just, right along. Just getting it done. Roman's out of the the. Uh, he, I don't know where he went. Uh, Scott Casper's off today. He's had some political thing uh, with Paul Szynski, our buddy in Van Meter. So uh, Scotty's gone. Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing. Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop. Big thanks to them for contributing to the program each and every week. Our guest now joining us is. 2018 Moto America Superbike Champ. Third time he's done it. We call him Champ now. Cam Bobier. How you doing, Cam? I doing good. How about you guys? Doing awesome, man. And it's uh fortuitous. I don't always know who's gonna be uh who's gonna be uh interviewed with us uh, when I get in here, but I just finished a new garage at my house and this very weekend I hung up the twenty sixteen Cam Bobier on the yellow and white uh R1, I hung up your championship-winning banner because I work at our local uh, Yamaha dealer, Hicklin Power Sports. That was laying around yeah, un- unused, and I couldn't think of a better thing to hang up in my garage, so so stoked that we got you on. Great season, and congratulations. It's a lot, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good year. Um, after getting our butts kicked last year and, and also at the beginning of the season, it just felt good to, you know, turn that, turn it around and uh, get some race wins under our belt. I think we won. Well, like getting your butt out of eight races, and uh, it, was, it was good, man. It was, it, was, it was a good feeling, that's for sure. I don't know that getting your butt kicked is exactly how it went. Uh, you you were in with a fighting chance every weekend. At least that's the way it seemed from a spectator's perspective, Cam. What uh, what made the difference though this season when uh, you felt like you guys began turning around? Yeah, you know, it was tough. It was tough at the uh, at the beginning of the season. We were we were kind of stra- scratching our heads because we were we were there, like we were there. We were fighting for uh, always fighting for the race wins, other than like Coda. Um, but Road America rolled around, and the tires that we tested on uh, pretty much all off season it was a super soft front, a bigger rear tire that Dunlop introduced to us uh, at the end of last season, and, and over the off season and uh man i think that just kind of unlocked my r1 like i feel like we spend a lot of a lot of more a lot more time on the side of the tire than than maybe the other bikes just because that's you know that's what the r1 likes to do flow through the track and uh man kind of ever since that happened 
uh, it wasn't much, but it was just that little tick that, that kind of, uh, clicked us in gear and we just started reeling off wins. And it was, there's no better feeling than, than just kind of turning around and, uh, after you've been struggling for a little bit and finally get that little breakthrough and start winning and, and, uh, and get that plate back. So it's a good feeling. Cameron Bobier is our guest, the Motul Superbike champion. He was, uh, he's won it three of the four years he's contested. Is that right? Uh, three, yeah, three out of five. Three out of five. Fifth year this year. Yep. Okay. So, well, stick with it. You might get it. You might get the hang of it here after a while. Sixty um, percent success rate's pretty good one when it comes to championships. You sir are good with math because yeah, that was well, fast. I was uh, getting my calculator out. And I didn't even. <laughs> I wasn't even close to even yeah, well, opening I, the app. Not really good at riding motorcycles, but math, I got it. <laughs> uh, Cameron, you're. Uh, it's to me. It's it seems crazy, and and that just goes to show what the level that you guys are at as racers and competitors, but it just seems to me crazy that, that you can say a, a different tire that, that they put out is the difference in, in st- start reeling off wins. And that was your words. I, to me, yeah. is it mental though too, or is it, is it, uh, is it really just that tire puts you guys in a position to, to do it? Because obviously you're, you're the man you've, you've done it three out of five times. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot of things, you know, I think, Obviously, confidence was one of them, and uh, I think everything just kind of started started going our way, and we just never quit fighting. And I think, you know, I think that's uh, that's what it's all about. Even when you're kind of getting beat up and just keep getting seconds and thirds, and we just never quit fighting and uh, fought our way back into the championship. I think we were down like 30, 35 points at at one point, and we were able to crawl crawl our way back and uh, clicking off wins, like I said. And, I think definitely the tire had both front and rear had had a little bit of part of part to do with it for sure. Uh, but I mean, you you guys know the team. They don't they hate they hate losing just as they're going to do everything and anything they can do to to get us back on top. So it was an awesome year, man. We had some some crazy battles. Me, Heron, and Tony at you know Road America and uh, Laguna and. There's a handful of really good races, and uh, it was good. It's definitely, definitely, probably my my most memorable season. Uh, looking back, uh, in the future, looking back, so uh, it was a good one. And this season will be remembered uh, certainly um, by fans and, and the sport in general for being the last year of the race in Hayden. So that had to be, uh, you know, you already had the title locked down at Barber. Um, you, you've been racing Roger a long time uh, in, in your current class. This this year has been a memorable year, I, I mean, and there's been a lot of talk uh, about who is going to fill Roger's seat, which probably doesn't matter much if you're on the Graves R1. You d- you've got your own business to attend to, but I mean... Oh, I'm just as curious as you are, honestly. Yeah, we're waiting, <laughs> and then they, we haven't heard anything yeah. official. Nothing official at this point. Uh, Cam, your name has come up more times than I would say a lot of really anybody else in your class for, is he going to go somewhere? Are you, have you, uh, made any real, uh, connections that would lead you to anything overseas, anything that you can talk about or, I mean, um, that is, I mean, for sure. That is my goal. I, 
I, I really want to get over there and race on the world stage. Uh, like I said before, world Superbike. I feel like that would be, that would be such a cool, uh, that would be such a cool series to race in. Um, those guys are, those guys are no joke. They're, they're, uh, I mean, obviously world-class riders and I want to, I want to prove myself over there, but, uh, I don't, I don't want to leave what I have here for something I'm unsure about. So I think, you know, just spend, spend a couple more years here, or however many, wait for a good opportunity to, to pop up and, uh, hopefully get my foot in the door over there. I think that'd be really cool. But for now, I think, uh, man, I just want to keep fighting for wins here and, and, and hopefully some championships and, uh, in the next couple of years and, and see what happens. But I mean, it's kind of crazy. I, I'm 25, going to be 26 at the end of the year. And I know that's not old, but it's kind of getting old when you want to go to Europe. So, uh, so we'll see, but I do really want to stay in the Yamaha family. Those guys, they, they are like family to me. And I know that they, there's been a second team that's been b- being talked about, uh, a second Yamaha team over there in world Superbike, And that could be, that could be an option in, in the future, maybe in the next couple of years or something like that. Who knows what the pad of guys are going to do. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm going to focus on, you know, what I got going on here and, that's trying to win win some more races in a, in a championship. It's not be easy, uh, but I think that's the plan as as of now. Well, Cam, you you'd be deserving of any opportunity, but uh, clearly you've got your head on straight. Uh, you don't walk away from a championship caliber, championship winning team for just any ride uh, in any series. You know, you want to you want to be at the sharp end and. I've been hearing other interesting things about your paddock, uh, the Moto America paddock. You heard, Tony, that Josh Hayes, there's some rumblings that the guy might be trying to get back on a bike. Of course, we know yeah. there's no place on, <laughs> on the planet that he'd rather be and than on a motorcycle. And he's basically told that to our face over the radio. Yeah, uh, we know that's where he wants to be. Uh, there's there's some stuff rumbling. Do you, do you still talk to Josh at all? Certainly, he's been your teammate, Cam, and... Yeah, yeah, all the time. He's uh, raced you as hard as anybody. Absolutely, that guy. He's awesome, man. He's I got a ton of respect for him. I still look up for him, even though he's he's uh, he's not racing anymore. But uh, who knows? Who knows if he if he comes back? That uh, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be good for the sport. Um, I've been hearing a lot of interesting things, mate. Like I've been hearing Ducati might come in next year, or there's some talk of it. But who, who knows? Who knows until everything everything's done but i think uh i think it's good that they're even talking about that i think that's super good for moto america you know what wayne and and the guys have done the last few years is, is, is pretty amazing and i think uh i think it's just going to get better from here on out i mean that's the plan right so um it's good you're uh, i think you're right on your spot on there that that it's it's really encouraging to hear that that manufacturers that are not currently racing in moto america are considering you know fielding a team or, or or at some at some level anyway um yeah that's what we need i mean we need the other the other manufacturers in there uh you know fighting for championships and wins and, and uh it's been good i mean look what tony did when he came over i think he, he truly did raise the bar last year uh obviously the first year he learned all the tracks and all and all that stuff and they were on the older older bike and then uh last season they got the, their new bike and 
uh, him and Raj were, were, were so fast all year. And uh, he definitely raised the bar of, of this series, and I'm just happy we, we were able to uh, kind of pick up the pieces and match it this year and, uh, and fight. So it's good. All right, Cam. So I'm going to kind of be a little bit more blunt compared to what PJ was saying, but what's the ideal team for you? Where do you want to be next year? What What's the ideal most setup for you? If you, had, if you got setup. a pick. If I had a pick, I would... If in a perfect world, I would like to take my guys over there on my bike because I think we could, uh, I think we could do pretty good. Uh, that's that's in a perfect world, but all of Ben Speed's nine. <laughs> take your take your crew chief over and just show the world how oh, it's I'd done. It. I'd love it. Take take old Hobbs over there. That'd be uh, that'd be something else. But how's old Hobbs feel about that? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. He's getting older. Who knows? Who knows if he's retiring soon or, or what? But yeah, it was Houseworth with Spees, and yeah, I, yeah, I, he didn't. Uh, he went along for the ride. I don't think he was all that jazzed about it after. Thanks for winning in the first year. I'm heading home now, dude. Is what I recall Houseworth <laughs> pretty much saying. It's awesome. You know, uh, you're talking about your 26. You are you are getting old, Cameron. Um, but, uh, you know, Kevin Schwantz was almost 30 when he won his title in 1993, which makes him pretty old. Wow. So, yeah, he was 29. and, and Scott Russell didn't even start riding until he was pretty much 18. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, there's... There's there's, there's uh, outliers to most common knowledge. You stay healthy. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I think I feel like I'm in a decent situation to where, you know, World Superbike is... There is, it's there are some you know some older racers in there and uh, and I think that could be that could be me you know someday get o- get over there and spend a few years over there and see what I could do um, but heck I mean if Moto America keeps getting you know bigger and bigger and better and better and more riders come over here yeah the guys are coming our way right now yeah exactly and and that you know that would be awesome I. I've been reading that Melandry wants to come over, and I see that Chavi Flores he might come over. And those are some some extremely talented riders. And I mean, the more the more the merrier. Obviously, it'd make it harder, but I think that'd be so good for us. That's well, what we need. So, well, Cam, I definitely think there's hope for you as far as the age goes. I didn't start racing motocross till 32, and yeah, but that's a bad how, example. You're really bad. At look it. look at how good I am. Now. <laughs> You're really bad. You know, honestly, that with with modern technology and your money, Cam, there's no reason why you can't race to be to be 105, 110. Yeah, for sure. There's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Why not? Well, what do you think about the new World Superbike? For, as long as we're talking about World Superbike and the off chance that you uh, in some year soon get a chance to go over there, what do you think about? It? Did you see that they've changed their racing format next season? They're going to do two shortened sprint races on Sundays? Yeah, yeah. I'm, you're, you're talking the three-race format? Yeah, they're talking about doing a three. It'll be a standard race on Saturday, roughly 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's their format, wherever they're at local time. And then two races on Sunday, yeah. netting three yeah, so, total points races. Yeah, so for me, I mean, everyone has their, their own opinion, but I, I kind of like the... I kind of like the the one race 
deal, you know, like MotoGP does. There's so much buildup and so much hype that goes into that one race. And I, I mean, obviously here we only race nine or ten uh, events a year, so we have to. We're, we're doing double headers every weekend. But I kind of, I think it kind of takes away from the hype of of the race. You know what I'm saying? Like the buildup to the race. Um, for sure, for like a, a spectator standpoint. I think it's cool, like, when you're at the track and, and there's more action on the track. But uh, for me as a racer, I think it's cool having, like, that build-up, that hype just just for one race. You put all all your effort into one race, and, and that's that. All your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And when you lose it in turn one, try again next yeah. race weekend. I, I, I totally agree with you. MotoGP is, is our only real... Um, road racing series that supports that model they've got support classes around them to keep the spectators as you pointed out you know you got to give the guys paying tickets uh, some racing on track action yep. or they're not gonna probably show up and buy tickets but that said the uh, you know i agree with you completely uh, i don't know how this double race format's gonna work out it'll be interesting to see yeah yeah it should be and and I know that I think the he said on Sunday morning it should be a pretty short like sprint race. So who knows? It couldn't. It might not change much. But I think it's interesting. We, you know, we we see in, in other formats, other races, uh, types of racing like Monster Cup. That's a that's a similar idea. You know, instead of having a heat and a main, it's three main events. And Change so, things up. Just so do it different. It's just different. I, I think it's cool to, to uh it'll be something it might uh it might be another year that we can do this radio show and talk about something different. Something different. <laughs> and, and it's, it, at it, the same time at the same time, like I, I was kind of I was like, Man, what the heck when they were, when they did the they went to that different qualifying format last year, I was like, Why would they that's stupid? Like why would they do that? But this year it made it it makes it like a got uh you got someone that's normally in you know running around in fourth or fifth uh leading the first part of the race and i think that's that's good you know i think that's good for uh for rider exposure and the fans and stuff like that just to change it up and not see johnny take off you know every race i think uh i even though he does most of the time but you know, he I sure does but it what i mean you're a racer of that first time you get a lead and you're in front of everybody, I mean that does a lot for your confidence. It adds time to it. Adds time that guy who gets that chance, he's faster from then on. He's like, wait, I belong here. What was it, what was oh, it that sure. Jonathan was saying uh, a week or two ago? You were quoting him about uh, if he'd had somebody's ride. Oh, Cal Crutchlow. He yeah. was. He and Cal Crutchlow were going back and forth a little bit. Nothing too serious. Uh, and how did that work for Crutchlow this last week? Uh, Crutchlow took second. Yeah, uh, it, so. it took uh, Dovey eating it mm. to to get him a second, but well, he would have been on the podium, podium either way. He's still on the podium. Yeah. Period. It's awesome. So, uh, what, how are you spending your time? Are you, um, what are you, what are you up to? Man, I haven't, I haven't really been doing too much since, uh, since the off season started. I got a puppy with my girlfriend and, uh, I've been riding a little flat track this last weekend with my buddy Wyatt out in my backyard and, uh, I went to Monster Cup and the awards banquet in Vegas last week and that was pretty sweet and, uh, I got to, I went golfing with, uh, with Hayes and, and his buddy Bob May, he's like a old PGA tour player, and so yeah, just 
just been kind of enjoying it. Did you let me get? Did you get get an English bulldog? No, I got a I got a little golden retriever pup. Are you even a pro racer if you're not going to get a, a English bulldog? Isn't that they, the thing? No, French French a French bulldog. Yeah, French yeah. Bulldog. I'm sorry. Yeah, I might trade her in. You might want no. to trade her in. Then you can probably win another title. Don't let your girlfriend say <laughs> hear you say you're trading her in. No. I just I know they're not keen on that at all. You could be a SoCal guy, bro house SoCal dude with your is it a French bulldog? French, French, yeah, French bulldog and a Frenchie. You yeah, get you a tall truck and it's. <laughs> I mean, you'd be set, Cam. Oh man, he can still have a tall truck. He Love just it. puts his golden retriever in the back. I mean, it's like around here. Do they, they shed a lot, don't they? <laughs> they do. They. I'm not going to lie. I got the truck. I got the truck. I'm NorCal, though. Uh, NorCal, my Nor- bad. NorCal. Right on, right. Yep. <laughs> cool, bro. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got to take a break. We have a off-road Josh Strang guy on. You, you anything you want to want us to ask him? Um, who is that? Say that again? <laughs> His name's Josh Strang. He is a, a top off-road racer in the, in the United States. He's from nice. somewhere else. He's got that is funny. Season, is the season Australia. over? Their season is not over. They have one race left. Nice, dude. That off-road stuff's scary. It is scary. All right, who do you want to thank, Cam? Uh, everybody. First of all, my mom and dad for uh, getting me to where I am now. My family, um, little brother Ez, and uh, everyone at Yamaha. You know, they're they they've been they've been you know six seven years when I. Ever since I signed with them, it's uh, truly is like a family over there. Monster, uh, Bell, Power Sports, uh, Alpine Stars, and Man Above for keeping me safe. Uh, you guys are here. All right, man. Congratulations again. It's been a pleasure to have you on and congratulate you on air for your title. Good job. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, we're going to take a break. want to thank Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Wiseco.com. We'll be right back. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 